At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good morning, folks, and welcome in. It is Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke, alongside, as he always is, out there in Chicago. We got a good show on tap today. Wildcard weekend, of course, begins later tonight, so we won't be on the air for that. We do get a playoff game tomorrow. Danny won't be with me, so I don't know why I say we. I'm here all by myself uh, for Bills and Dolphins. But, of course, we get a early kickoff, 1.30 p.m.-ish Pacific time for 49ers and Seahawks. We'll have plenty of analysis on that. And... Right now, about to tip off a whole load of college basketball. What up, Danny? How's it going, man? Uh, you know, we are kind of going to have to adjust to not talking college football, but after that stinker on Monday, I think it's okay to transition. So looking forward to some college hoops. It was a stinker for me because one of the teams went over the total by themselves. That, uh, that was brutal. When, uh, I feel like I was on the right track, right? I feel like when one team goes over the total for the game all on their own, you were kind of like along those same, like you were like, hey, you know, one of them didn't perform the way that you expected them to. Like, you know, uh, either way, I'm trying to talk myself into it. Either way, the money is spent and it's not coming back. All right. So we got a few games that are set to tip off right now at 9 a.m. in college basketball. We'll go through a couple. I've got action on one. Uh, we'll start there. Kentucky on the road against Tennessee. Seems like I got a good number here. This one is... Uh, Dropping pretty quickly, it seems. Right now, over at BetMGM, it does look like Kentucky's going to close as about an 11-point uh, uh, underdog, somewhere in that range here. Against, I want to refresh my screen. No, uh, yeah, 11.5, sorry. I was looking at Cleveland and uh, IUPUI, and I got excited. So 11.5, total of 131.5. Some spots as low as 10.5 here. So I bought low on Kentucky, Danny, and I, I think really it's just that. Kentucky has not played very well. Uh, their defense has not been good in conference play. And again, it's a short sample of conference play. Uh, but what we have seen so far up to this point has been a Kentucky team defensively that's given up quite a bit from beyond the arc. Uh, but I feel like now we're kind of swinging a little too far in the other direction when we get to as high as 12 here for Kentucky, which just the other day, I think what they were, what were they laying the other day against? Um, they were laying double digits against, was it South Carolina the other day? And they ended up losing that thing by three. The point is that the rating has yeah. been really high on this Kentucky team, and it ultimately falls way too far in the other direction. I'll buy low here on the Wildcats catching 12 in this matchup with Tennessee, who've been playing spectacular basketball, by the way. Yeah, I didn't get involved in this one, JVT, but I kind of looking at that line, too, and thinking not necessarily that it's peculiar, but that it's definitely tempting to want to take it with the Wildcats. And it's not necessarily something you're just doing blindly because of the name brand basis, but this is still a team flooded with talent. It's just, can you put it together for this individual game? And again, catching double digits up to now 11 in the hook. 
I would certainly be leaning on your side. I didn't bet it. I'll probably wait to see if we can get that in-game number. If it's already a pretty high spread and they may get down early by, I don't know, maybe five to seven, eight points, you're going to get a big adjustment considering, again, they're already a sizable underdog. So if it does get adjusted uh, in a really exaggerated tone, then I'm probably going to look to jump in then because I do lean with the pre-flop, but I think we could probably get a better number throughout the course of the game. So that's how I'll approach it. Uh, next up, uh, and this again, these games are underway, just giving you a little bit of a look at what we were seeing uh, before these games tipped off. Over in the ACC, Miami uh, taking on NC State. Very good matchup here. Two top 40 teams by Ken Palm ratings. Uh, NC State right now looks like they're going to close. Yeah, they close as about a three-and-a-half point favorite. Total of, uh, we'll call this, uh, let's see, 153 152.5, 152.5, the closing number over there at BetMGM. Uh, it does seem that, and the total would say so, Danny, this looks like it's going to be a uh, relatively quick up-and-down affair potentially between these two. These are not two slow teams by any stretch. Uh, average possession length for Miami, they're 86th in the country, only 68.9 possessions per game. NC State's a little bit quicker at 70. They've slowed down in some of these conference matchups, which you kind of expect some familiarity. Uh, but... NC State, I think, is in a pretty good spot here, and the market would agree. Uh, look, they have won two straight since their loss to Clemson, and we know that it was very impressive what they did to Duke, although Duke has been a little bit of a downswing, much like Kentucky, although maybe not to the uh, same extent. I like this NC State team a lot, and I didn't get involved here, uh, but I do think that the market got this right and betting this up a point, and, and uh, Terquavion Smith and the Wolfpack in a pretty good spot here against Miami, but uh, didn't have anything. You didn't have anything here, correct? Yeah, I had nothing here, but I'm with you. I lean with the Wolfpack. I do think the movement is directed in the right side going toward NC State. But now that it's pretty much consensus three in the hook and, of course, you know, tipping off right now, I didn't end up playing it. But I do think NC State matches up fairly well and their defense. will probably take them to the finish line in this spot. So, again, we'll see if we can get an adjusted number and maybe I'll look to get a uh, better price on the money line or something. But I do think they pull this one out. And really quickly, we'll go through the other numbers, uh, at least the, uh, the major game. I'm sorry, I only have so much bandwidth. I couldn't give you really a breakdown on Drexel and Northeastern. Uh, Seton Hall and DePaul underway right now. Seton Hall closes 4.5 with a total of 140.5. That thing total-wise gets bet up by two points. West Virginia, Oklahoma, we're underway in the Big 12. Uh, West Virginia closes as a 3.5-point underdog in that matchup. Total in the range of 136 or 135.5. So I wanted to get your thoughts. This game's actually going to tip off at 10. And uh, Kudos for me because we actually get an NBA game later today, but that's not where I'm going here. Uh, by the way, brilliant start for Kentucky. First two possessions, uh, turnovers, and uh, it is a 4 nothing lead for Tennessee with 18.59 left to go in the first half. You're the Big Ten guy, so I wanted to pick your brain. Wisconsin and Indiana are going to go at it in about an hour from now. Right now, Indiana's a 5, 5.5-point five favorite, total of 136.5. Interesting for many reasons. Indiana in a pretty big slide. They're 3-6 and six straight up since that 7-0 start to the year. They've dropped three straight. They're 0-7 ATS in their last seven games. But Wisconsin, Danny, they're waiting for some positive injury news if they're actually going yeah. to get it. Uh, Tyler Wall has missed the last two games, their leading scorer. It is shown, by the way, uh, and we'll include the game in which he got injured because he only played nine minutes. Offensive ratings over the last three for Wisconsin, 93, 100.7, 105.8. Did you have anything here? Because uh, there's injuries at the center of both of these teams. Indiana's beat up, missing two incredible players that has really led to their downfall here, especially defensively, and Wall uh, potentially sidelined yet again. Yeah, I bet the over in this game, JVT, I took it at 136 in the hook. And despite the injuries here, I think that Indiana's defense and lack thereof really presents this game to have a lot of scoring, get into the mode of having a lot of runs, a lot of volatility. And you've really seen that, especially amidst this three-game losing streak by Indiana. They have a Big Ten worse in terms of defending the three. I think opponents are shooting over 35% mm -hmm. against this Hoosiers team. And we know they're an offense that can really explode. So if you can just expect those runs to happen and Wisconsin doesn't completely get stagnant offensively, which again, because of the lack of defense from the Hoosiers, I don't think it's going to happen. I believe you're going to get a higher scoring affair here. And there has been a little bit of movement from the opener at about 135, 135 and a half. And some shops reached up to 137. But yeah, I did get involved in the total over at 136 in the hook. It seems gross to want to bet and over with the name Wisconsin because I still just have their football team in my mind. But we're in a different arena here, JVT, so I'm hoping for a lot of score. And uh, I did miss this. This did come down a little bit uh, ago, but Tyler Wall is going to miss his third game 
uh, for Wisconsin today. So I think that's why, too, we're up to this five, uh, five and a half point mark mm-hmm. uh, for Indiana. And, you know, you mentioned everything that you pretty much, pretty much hit on everything. I think with Indiana, too, the thing that could help you out here, Danny, uh, it is a team that likes to play very fast, but that also leads to some sloppy play on offense. Right. Uh, they turn the ball over a lot, and that leads to runouts for the other team. So even with Wall not out there, this potentially could be a game in which you're going to get this from a, a scoring standpoint to get this thing over the total. Again, 135 and a half the overnight up to 136 and a half. And I'm excited to watch it. Uh, poor Wes. I mean, ever since we watched that game together uh, right on that Saturday where they were taking on Kansas. And in that game, they lost Xavier Johnson. Ray Thompson's been out. And he's going to be out until February. Indiana, I think, is still like it's got a promising future for the most part. Uh, but health has been a really big reason why. And maybe, you know, once we get closer to Big Ten play, Danny, maybe once they get healthier, they'll be worth a look there once you get to Big Ten tournament play. Uh, right, because maybe with better health, they'll be a little bit of a better team than we expected. But that defense has not been good without those two out there. Yeah, and look, yeah, in terms of an individual betting game basis, sure. And, you know, maybe the market does overreact to it and you may not get as good of a number. But again, that's why we love in-game betting, especially basketball, game of runs. You know, they got their top guys back. May take a second to get adjusted. Look to capitalize on that throughout the midst of the game. But, man, I mean, the pressure is high for Indiana now, right? I mean, their season needs to turn around starting today, and then they got to keep going and going. And then hopefully for their sake, they can put it all together once they get their guys back. But, man, it's not easy getting through Big Ten play, especially against Wisconsin. Despite missing their top guy, still playing pretty tough, I guess you could say. And, Look, uh, it's hard to trust Indiana in any spot, it seems. What's uh, what's my confidence level like here? An 8 nothing lead for Tennessee already. We've got uh, two turnovers and a foul called on Kentucky. It has uh, not been good. They are 0 for 4 from the floor. So it's uh, it's been off to a great start. Calipari's already looking. How about the ever, the uh, Big Blue Nation, I guess, turning on uh, Calipari now? Apparently he's, uh, he's on the outs and his name's being thrown around there for the Texas job, potentially. They want to mm. fill it with him. Um, Calipari's... Famous for the in-season tweaks for the rosters and the game style, but uh, not sure if he's going to be able to pull this off. I don't think I noted, by the way, I think it is 10 straight failed covers for this Kentucky team, Danny, coming into today. Jeez. Yeah, and the line's already up now to 15 in the hook. And Mm -hmm. look, I mentioned that, like, if they get down by, like, five to eight points, I would be tempted. But the way that they've started doesn't necessarily tempt me because of the turnovers and the sloppy play. If it was like, I don't know, 18 to 10 and you still saw some good efforts out of Kentucky offensively and not their own mistakes leading to points for Tennessee, then that would kind of signal it. But that hasn't really been the case. It Feeling good already. By the way, we talk about like a quick up and down affair. 17 field goal attempts already between Miami and NC State in the wow. first five minutes. So they are going at it. They're running quick. NC State 2 at 10 from the floor. So... That does look like a game that is, uh, I would say, playing at a relatively quick pace. We'll keep an eye on that and uh, the rest of these college basketball matchups um, all throughout the day. By the way, can't wait. We get Bucks heat later today, although Giannis Antetokounmpo is not going to play, but we'll have that for the last two hours of the program. When we come back, though, we're going to talk, take a look at some of these uh, big game matchups we have for Wild Card Weekend. Danny, I have to tell you this, okay? There's a matchup. I'm not going to tell you which one, but I feel like the discourse on a certain side has gone a little too far in the other direction. Like, I understand maybe being down on a certain team or a certain person, but we've gone from one extreme to another, and I think it is getting me to change my mind on a wild card matchup. I haven't bet anything yet. I'm going to pick your brain on this on the other side, uh, and maybe a little bit later in the show, too. But when we come back, we have our big game breakdown, too, as well, on San Francisco and Seattle, a game which you and I both have differing plays on. Maybe not head-to-head, but still some different angles to look at. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge, VEASAN's experts got you covered. You can become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99. Get access to the best betting talent in the game. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get everything you do to make you a smarter sports better. That includes a lot of stuff. Pro tools, pro picks, pro tips, and our 24-7 video channel. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. For only $9.99, become part of the VEASAN Sports Betting Network family. That includes... I don't know, all the great folks who are listening on SportsMat Radio across the country, including great radio stations like the Tiger, 95.9 WAUD in Auburn, Alabama. How about that, huh? Welcome into the V-SIN family. As I have said, I've always said that. You can't spell V-SIN without F-A-M-I-L-Y. Family. That works. <laughs> it does. There we go. See a factual. That works. <laughs> Kentucky on the board, Danny. How are we feeling? It's 8-2. They're bouncing back here. Can I just say really quickly, I mean, I don't know how many foul calls we have. I enjoy college basketball, and this is not meant to be a NBA versus uh, NCAA type thing, but there are so many times, and the NBA gets like this too, don't worry, but like, I feel like there's so many times in college basketball, like, just let them play. I don't need whistles every five seconds and overcoaching and whatnot. It gets so stagnant sometimes, but it's all right. It's fine. Eight to two, Kentucky Wildcats getting into this thing. 15-11 left to go. Give me a corner three. Give it to me. There we go. It is now a five. See? You just got to will at home. You got to will at home, Danny. All right. Wild card weekend starts today. Let's talk a little NFC. San Francisco 49ers playing host of the Seattle Seahawks. Danny, before I'm going to save you for a second, okay? Okay. Before you say it, can I just tell you right now, I'm and I don't have any power to do this, but I might do it. I might try to force my way. I might, you know, enact my executive power as somebody who has been with the company since it began. Maybe I have the leeway to do this. If you're going to bust out the "it is hard to beat a team three times" thing, it's very untrue. So don't say it. Just going to say it. I will not be okay. saying that. Trust me, I, I'm not going to say that. Uh, my play that I did here, JVT, I teased down the San Francisco 49ers. Did a seven-point teaser, and uh, I paired them with the Bengals, which we'll get into a little bit later. But So I took the 49ers from 9.5 down to 2.5. Look, it's the number one overall defense, according to DVOA, against the 21st-ranked defense in Seattle. San Francisco has been tremendous, and we thought there was going to be this hurdle, this bump with Brock Purdy going in, but it really has been a seamless transition. And a lot of that is because of coaching. A lot of that is because of the talent surrounding Purdy. You got a great defense as well, but also it's just Purdy has the experience, right? This guy was a four-year starter at Iowa State. Now, I understand there are different levels from college and playing for a mediocre team of the Cyclones to going to the NFL and the San Francisco 49ers, but obviously there has been a good amount of experience for Purdy to be put in that position and succeed. Now, you're going up against a Seattle team that 
<laughs> they're very fortunate to be in this spot in the playoffs. And you have a quarterback in Geno Smith, and we've said it numerous times, JBT, a quarterback that has finally come back down to reality and is playing like the quarterback that we had been accustomed to all these years leading up into this season to where he really shocked everybody. But he has seven interceptions throughout his last seven games. Throughout the last three games, he has failed to eclipse a completion percentage of 62%, and he has not thrown for over 215 passing yards throughout the last three games. Now, this game is looking like it's going to call for some choppy weather conditions, some wind, some rain. All right, maybe that's not going to suit well for San Francisco either, but you have a dynamic running attack with Christian McCaffrey that can really torch you in any kind of way, and that's what makes this team so attractive in general, especially against the Seattle team that has a 25th-ranked run defense. So uh, we know that Seattle can implement their run game with Kenneth Walker, but how successfully and consistently can you do that against one of the best run defenses in San Francisco? I don't think Geno's going to have what it takes. I think he will throw a vulnerable interception that will set up San Francisco nicely because of the weather and because you do have a rookie and experienced playoff quarterback in Brock Purdy. I'm giving myself a little bit more cushion with the teaser. So that's what I ended up doing. So um, I laid it with San Francisco. I, I laid nine and a half here with the 49ers. And I, I would echo everything that you're talking about uh, when it comes to this matchup. I mean, can I say really quickly on the weather – so this total is you know pretty low. We're like, what are we at right now? Like forty one and a half or forty two and a half? Excuse me, of forty two. Um, yeah. But if you actually look at the report, Danny, I'm kind of surprised if there's been a reaction here because we're just talking about light possible light rain is the official report with wind at maybe about I think I've got in front of me ten miles an hour, um, twelve maybe. So it doesn't actually seem like the worst conditions in the world. Possible light rain does not really scare me too much. So no. I do wonder if the market maybe is overreacting to that. But to your point about everything you said, you know, the, the Seahawks defensively, you talk about regression. Geno Smith has regressed. This defense has as well, or maybe it's just become exactly what we thought they were going to be. They've been terrible against the run this entire season. Bottom 10 in terms of EPA per play against the run. You saw what the Rams were doing per carry against them over five yards per carry. Jets at a really solid clip of about 4.5. I think when you look at what this game is going to entail for the San Francisco 49ers, why would Brock Purdy, I don't know, Danny, drop back more than about 28 like times or so? You know what I mean? Like, like this right. doesn't seem to be a matchup in which he would have to do that. Having said that, the interesting wrinkle that I think would kill me here if they don't cover 9.5, this is the first time that an opponent gets a second look at Brock Purdy, right? He has True. not faced an opponent a second time yet, and... Remember in that matchup, the first time that they played Seattle, or the second time they played Seattle, his first time against them, he was fine in that game. Ended up with a 69 passing grade. Also had an abysmal turnover-worthy play that was just flat-out dropped by the Seattle Seahawks, remember, right before halftime, that maybe he should have paid for here. So maybe that is what gets me. But I think if you're the Seahawks, if, you if you're the 49ers, I would assume this is a heavy ground attack. I would assume you're going after that front seven, which has been susceptible to really strong ground games I think you're not asking Brock Purdy to do that much. A guy who is at the top of the league in terms of wide-open throws to make anyway, right? It's a well-schemed offense. I would think that this is enough on that end to be able to get San Francisco to cover this number. And the other side of which you mentioned, since week 14, Geno Smith with a turnover-worthy play rate of 5.6%. It's been bad. You mentioned the interceptions. In terms of turnover-worthy plays, he's committed 12. So, like, this has not been something for Geno Smith in which he has been taking care of the football. So we put all these things together, and I was pretty comfortable just going in and going, you know what, I'm just going to lay nine and a half here with San Francisco. Defensively, they should be able to, I think, contain this offense for the Seattle Seahawks, a team that played above their skis throughout the entire season and got to this point. And I think offensively, even if Brock Purdy becomes like the rookie quarterback that maybe some of us expect him to be at some point in this postseason, I'm not sure if he's going to have to do enough. Like That'll probably pop up in later matchups, maybe not this one where he's not asked to do that much. For sure. And, you know, we talk about Brock Purdy being inexperienced, but how about the entirety of the Seattle roster, really, in terms of their playoff experience? I know there's some guys who have been in that situation, but it's not like Geno Smith has had his fair share of starting reps in the postseason. It's not like this young defense has been acclimated to playing in these very, very meaningful games. And again, a defense that also has really regressed. So, yeah, I mean, look, even if I was looking at the game outright just individually, of course I would still look to laying it with San Francisco. And the fact that it's under 10 before getting into double digits, I still think that's a signal to look toward the 49ers side. Well, you know what's interesting is, <clears throat> excuse me, 
at a couple of spots, Danny got to as high as ten and a half. And that's right, when the buyback yeah. started. I know like Superbook got to ten and a half and they took a pretty solid bet on ten and a half and got this thing down. So the initial move was towards San Francisco, but since then it has been under that ten, nine excuse me, it's been under that ten point mark. And it's not like ten is the most key number in the world, but we always talk about how numbers give you ideas, give you hints as to where some of the respected support is. I think there's a reason why this hasn't reached a full ten yet again, right? It's just been sitting under nine and a half. There's probably some people waiting to pull the trigger on a ten if it's going to be out there. So yeah, we have hours until kickoff. Maybe it just sits at nine and a half, and that's eventually where it closes. But it is worth noting that at its highest point, there was buyback here at ten and a half, back down to nine and a half across the board, and that's where we're at currently. So uh, anything can I tell you? I've, there's a there's a sneaky prop bet that I think is out there. It doesn't tie into this game, but it ties into the San Francisco 49ers. So you can bet Super Bowl MVP right in a couple of markets. You know, Brandon Ayuk is the most targeted receiver since Brock Purdy has taken over at quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. At some spots, Brandon Ayuk is 75-1 to to win Super Bowl MVP. In others, he's 130-1 to to win Super Bowl MVP. Can I convince you, if you are somebody who believes that the 49ers are a team that can make it out of the NFC, if you're looking for fun and exotic ways to tackle it, why would you not look, not even just Ayuk, Danny, but at the skill position players? Because if they were to make it and if they were to win it, I think out of all of the teams, there's probably like three in which you can point to and go, that's probably the team where the quarterback doesn't get the benefit of the doubt, and I think that'd be a pretty good way to look. Not even just Ayuk, just any of the skill position guys. Yeah, him or McCaffrey for sure. And you're right, Ayuk really has been targeted a lot since Purdy has been implemented. The only thing, and look, uh, it, it's it's different, of course, because it's it. one game, but I was good. I was going to say, like, the narrative of Brock Purdy and the fact that he's a rookie and if they were able to get to that spot, I wonder if that will be overwhelming enough to get him the award. Also, we got to remember, too, and, you know, this goes for every MVP, like, these guys vote, like, five minutes before the game ends because last Super Bowl I had a ticket on Cooper Cup and Donald, so I cashed in on Cup, but Aaron Donald probably should have been MVP. He had a big play at the end, but they already submitted their vote. I had a ticket on Odo Beckham Jr., and the game plan was tailored to him, and uh, he eventually got injured. It was a sad day. All right, we'll come back. C.J. Frederick got my Kentucky Wildcats with a lead here, baby. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. A reminder that uh, if you're looking for something to help you, I don't know, become a better better. We have our betting splits up at vcin.com. Make sure you check those out. You get money and bets for every single game, updated from every 10 minutes uh, from DraftKings. Today's games and future events as well. Check it all out today, if that's your thing, up at vcin.com under the betting tools tab. I'm just going to read something really quickly. Elliot, this will be of interest to you. Danny, I think it'll be of interest to you because draft season is here. The signing bonuses for NFL players, rookies, by pick number from 2022. Okay, so essentially the signing bonuses of rookies by the number that they are selected, the draft. If you're the first overall pick, signing bonus, $24.3 million. It's just a signing bonus. If you're the fifth overall pick, $19.9 million. C.J. Stroud is not going back to Ohio State. I'm just just throwing that out there. Rumblings are like, hey, is that man. a discussion? That is that actually a discourse that's happening? That oh, you yeah. go back because there people think that maybe just maybe because he hasn't officially declared for the NFL draft yet that there are there's like an NIL deal that's being put together that would keep him in Ohio State. I would say uh, the deadline is Monday, so we'll see. But I would say that unless they're coming up with twenty four point five million dollars or thereabouts, I don't know why you would risk it. But hey. Players have done crazier things. If he really feels that passionate about football and playing for Ohio State, whatever makes him happy, all the power to you. Money makes me happy, though, and I would definitely not turn that down. So uh, we will well, see. Don't you think? Case. Don't you think there's a better chance at him getting selected higher this year than next year as well? Like Drake May, Caleb Williams could get the nod over him depending on how their seasons turn out. I would uh, think it would be more beneficial this year. Absolutely. There's also just the risk of injury, right? I mean, there's yeah. the risk of you not playing as well. There's all sorts of things that there are more chances, to your point, there are more chances of your value diminishing if you go back to college than increasing, right? He's already viewed as a top five selection and a a lock to be a top five selection. The the only way, really, you're going is down. 
at least the probability is you're going down if that's the case. But like I said, who knows? Maybe he's that passionate about Ohio State football, and if that makes him happy, then good for him. Uh, but it would not be the best business decision if that's going to be the case. But like I said, players have done crazier things. You retire early, do all sorts of stuff. So if you want to stick around, college life is fun, man. Maybe he wants to do just that. So uh, with that, we get a pair of top quarterbacks going at it later today. We get the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is what I was referencing, Danny, when I talked about kind of the discourse, to use your word, kind of swinging too far in the other direction. So Mike Williams is not going to play today. And what Brandon Staley did, I think, over the weekend was kind of dumb, right? Playing guys in a meaningless game. I would also note that there's a front office full of executives and an owner that could pick up a call, a phone at any second and call down to that sideline and tell this dude to get those guys out of there. So I don't think it's just a Staley thing. I think it's a collective Chargers thing that was really dumb that they were doing this in this last weekend of play, right? Forcing guys to play in a meaningless contest and late into that meaningless contest. Having said that, I think we've kind of swung too far in the other direction, right? We've gone from, in the last year and a half, two years, Brandon Staley is a genius to Brandon Staley is the dumbest head coach in the National Football League and to the point where, Danny, I'm seeing, like, on social media, I'm betting against the Chargers because of Brandon Staley. I think we're getting a little too strong here. And, and this is coming from somebody that initially, when I saw this, really leaned toward Jacksonville. But the more that I hear this discourse and the more that I look at the Chargers, the collection of talent, the, yes, I think, edge at quarterback, although I think they run like a pop gun offense with a dude who's got a freaking howitzer for an arm, I actually find myself gravitating toward the Los Angeles Chargers more and more. I think the discourse is getting a little ridiculous around Staley to the point where I think it is clouding people's judgment on what you're actually looking at with these teams. Well, the thing with Brandon Staley and a lot of people, JVT, it's like almost a ticking time bomb because a lot of people hate how aggressive he is and he's not doing the conservative classic style of playing football. So anytime there's something that's a little bit outlandish, they look to just explode on it and pounce and use that as an argument to fade him or why he should be fired, etc. And look, I'm in the same camp with you, although I did tease up the Chargers, so selfishly I was content with him playing his guys for a certain period of time. But realistically and objectively speaking, no. Especially heading into the second half. You teased him last weekend, you mean, right? Correct. Okay, correct. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm fine with it. It's cool. But, you know, going in the second half, you really shouldn't have had him out there. And I know the Mike Williams thing happened earlier in the game. But the other side of it, too, is, again, this is an inexperienced team. The trio of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert really did not get that much time spent together in real playing. So to put him out there, I understand. Now, when Mike Williams got banged up, that probably should have been your signal to get the other guys out of there again. But you make a good point. People could have easily said, hey, get him out of there. We got to be safe. He's not just completely doing this and overriding himself. Like he realizes the ramifications of that injury. And now the, everyone's saying, hey, you know, if they lose this game and Mike Williams didn't play like he's going to get fired. Maybe he does. But you would think that he's not dumb enough to not get that kind of uh check mark to go do it from upper management and the owner as you were mentioning as well uh man this game is tough though jvt i i bet the over in this game at 46 in the hook earlier this week i, I took it on monday it opened 46 and i figured it'd keep going so i did it as soon as possible i just think there's going to be a bunch of shenanigans coming in this game you know two defenses that are certainly vulnerable mm -hmm. to giving up big plays Jacksonville, their pass defense, they rank 30th in DVOA. We know the Chargers love to pass the ball, and even with Mike Williams out, you still have a terrific quarterback in Justin Herbert with Keenan Allen. You got Eckler out of the backfield who gets involved and gets some of the most targets in a game-by-game -game basis. And then on the other side, you have a Chargers run defense that is really just horrific. They ended the season allowing the most yards per rush attempt to opposing tailbacks at 5.4. That number actually increased the last three games to 5.8. That'll set up Travis Etienne and the Jaguars, and then you can get play action going with Trevor Lawrence, try to get the big play downfield. So I think there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities in this game, and I'll just be sweating out the over because I don't have enough conviction on a side. I do think the Chargers should be the better team in this situation, JVT. But yeah, Mike Williams being out does scare you a little bit, 
But, man, I, I like Justin Herbert better, and I do think the defense has shown, besides a run defense, has shown signs of improvement. Finally, from a defensive guy in Brandon Staley, you've seen those adjustments in the back half of the season. So uh, if you're betting on the uh, Chargers, which it seems like you are, hopefully they can make those adjustments in this game. Yeah, I think, so given the total, everything that you've talked about here in a tight number, and by the way, we're starting to see like where I'm sitting at right now, Circa, uh, just went from two and a half to two. So we'll see if this starts to move maybe in that direction. Um, but given the total and the the tight number, Danny, I think this is like in-game written all over it, right? This seems to be sure. like a pretty volatile type of game, uh, as we've mentioned before, and you'll hear once we get closer to Super Bowl time because it is a popular prop. Uh, but in these types of contests, teams scoring three consecutive times happens more often than you think. So there's certainly a chance that maybe the Los Angeles Chargers uh, fall off to a point where I can get a plus price on them in game, which would be something I would like to do from a money line standpoint. And, and I just, I, when you look at some of the other things, like I think there's a case to be made. You've mentioned some of the strengths here. Like, for example, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars passing attack is all based on quick hitting stuff, right? He's got one of the lowest right. time to throws in the National Football League because it's all really short stuff. It allows him to actually uh, play, not really under pressure quite a bit because he just gets rid of the ball so quickly. So that helps you negate. I think some of this pass rush for the Los Angeles Chargers. But I do think, like you've mentioned, there's been a little bit of a better play on the back end of the secondary for the Los Angeles Chargers, so maybe that helps them out. Like I, I am very curious like from the standpoint of perception. And here's the other thing too, Danny. I've, th- my perception that I'm gauging, I'm just kind of licking the finger and testing the wind on it. The market moved from right pick to Chargers minus two and a half. So clearly there was respected opinions that have shaped this market to the point where the Chargers are favored here. And I kind of... The more I have thought about this matchup, the more, and if we were just like comparing the rosters too, right, the better team, I don't think there is a question, is the Los Angeles Chargers. And yes. I keep I, I keep gravitating toward that side when you look at it from that standpoint. And by the way, too, talk about volatility when it comes to scoring. These are two te- There's are two head coaches that are going to take chances, right? So you're going to mm-hmm. see both of these teams go for it, I think, on fourth and shorts. You're going to see whatever it is that, that is going to optimize your win probability, and that could lead to some really high-scoring affairs. So maybe betting this thing over, like you discussed, again, open 46.5, there's still plenty of 47s out there, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, in the last three games, too, for the Chargers, they've had some awesome success in the red zone, scoring over 72% of the time, which is fourth most throughout that span of the last three games. So, again, they've made adjustments on both sides of the ball. They've had their periods where they stall offensively, where they get exposed defensively. But I think it's a good sign that you've kind of seen them on that upward trajectory in the back half of the season, which you want a team to display, especially a younger team when you're heading into the postseason. But yeah, this line movement has been so wild because I even saw like on Sunday when we were doing Vs and Live Bets Sunday, DraftKings had them at like two in the hook uh, originally as their opener for the Chargers. And then, like you said, kind of went down to pick them and then it went back up. And with the news of Mike Williams, I think what, maybe some shops touched one and a half but it wasn't too drastic of an alteration to the point where it seems like people still have confidence in Herbert and company. Well, and by the way, you kind of alluded to this. This is a team that's played with other top two wide receivers pretty yeah. much all year long, right? So Mike Williams is a loss, but from a continuity standpoint, it's not that big of a loss because they're used to it. By the way, Josh checks in. Maybe CJ Stroud just doesn't want to be a Texan. That could probably be the case as well. All right, we'll take our break. Come back. Chase Kitty's going to join us next from BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app, sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Stopped into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any pro football game. If you miss only one leg of your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards are issued as non-withdrawable free bets. For site credit, free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Jonathan Von Tobel and Danny Burke alongside a usual spot on Live Bet Saturday. A quick update. My Wildcats of Kentucky. They're only my Wildcats for the next hour and a half. Um, fighting, clawing, scrapping. How about this? A 19-18 lead for Kentucky. 5-16 left to go in the first. An inspired defensive performance from the Wildcats after a rough start. 0-10 ATS in their last 10 but coming up with about eight turnovers, they've scored nine points off of those, playing some rugged basketball to potentially get a cover here very early on in this matchup with Tennessee. With that, uh, let's bring in Chase Kitty. Nice enough to give us some time today. Bet MGM betting analyst, host of the Lions Edge. Chase, thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll get to college hoops uh, in a little bit. But Danny and I were just discussing this Chargers and Jaguars matchup. So I've kind of this is not one where I had a very strong opinion on something when it came to this matchup. But I got to tell you, Chase, the discourse around one Brandon Staley and the swing of the pendulum from genius to moron who's going to hold his team back, I think has kind of gotten me to go to the side of the Chargers. Also, them having the better roster. I haven't done anything yet, but what were your thoughts here as the Chargers are laying two and a half on the road with this total of 47? Yeah, so I was listening to, to your all segment uh, 15 minutes ago, and when you were kind of breaking that down, I agree with almost everything you said. I think you can also like copy and paste. This is kind of a different conversation completely, but you can almost copy and paste all of it and apply it uh, to the Cowboys and the Buccaneers and Dak Prescott and all that too. Yeah. Not, not that you know, not that the Cowboys can't be criticized, not that the Chargers can't be criticized, but it felt like it was a prerequisite if you have an on-air job this week that you had to come on and just murder Brandon Staley. Just everything the guy touches is bad, and I get it. Mike Williams should not be in that game. All of those criticisms are fair, but anytime the pendulum swing, swings too far in one direction, I think that opens up a betting opportunity to your point, JVT. So I, I, I think the handicap in that Chargers direction based on that is sound. I'm on the Jags for a totally other reason. Oh. Uh, I, just, I just feel like reading the line movement this week early on, it felt like uh, it was going in the Jags direction. Mike Williams now being out kind of kind of makes that maybe a little bit more of a beefier spot for me, and I feel a little bit more confident about it. I think you had the best idea, which was look for an in-play spot because the the you know you're basically gambling. You're not handicapping at this point with with where the number is. You're gambling on. I 
I think I'm betting what I think is going to happen. And that is always kind of a tricky spot if you're looking for positive ROI in a long-term situation. So I would look for in-play, but I've got a, I've got a, I've got a Jaguars draw early on in this, and maybe we'll look to add something in, inside of the game. All right, Chase, how about the other matchup then? You've got San Francisco in Seattle. Uh, again, weather may play a little bit of a factor, maybe not as crazy as we thought it was going to be leading up until today, but still wins around the double-digit mark. We see this total at about 42, spread at nine in the hook in favor of the 49ers. What do you like for this game? I lean toward Seattle in the points. So Brock Purdy comes in in that Dolphins game early, uh, early December. Since then, 49ers are 6-0 and straight up. They're 5-1 and against the spread. But in terms of where they've been handicapped in the market, the numbers generally haven't been this big. They Only in the last couple of weeks have they had to lay big numbers in the double-digit range now. I think 9, 9.5 could go back to 10 before kickoff. So I, I think when you start to look at how to handicap the 49ers at that big of a number, we've got a much smaller sample size. They're one and one against the spread. They don't cover the Raiders game. They do cover last week. Um, I- I'm curious to see how this game plays out. None of the quarterbacks that are playing today have any playoff experience. I have no idea what kind of impact that has. I don't know what kind of impact the weather's going to have. I'm seeing some local weather people talking about this This weather's awful. It's going to be horrible. And then you look at some of the conditions and it's like, well, I mean, it's it's not great, but it's right. January. It's going to be a little muddy. It's not. It's windy. It's that's that's what the weather is in January. It's not July. So I I, I think depending on some of the weather conditions and how it all plays out, I think depending on giving a playoff team that many points, I lean towards Seattle. Uh, but I, I don't really have a, a great opinion on this game. I don't have a, a really firm side like maybe I do for some of the other games that are playing this weekend. Yeah, I love the the point about the uh, the weather because I was reading an yeah. actual report. I was like, possible light rain and wind maybe 12 miles an hour? Like, that sounds like a beautiful day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe San Franciscans are built a little different. Um, all right, let's talk about the next couple of days here. So the rest of the board, um, you take us where you want to go, Chase, whether it's Miami, Buffalo, New York, Minnesota, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Dallas, Tampa Bay. Your favorite play on the card would be what for the next two days? I could talk about the handicap on the Bengals-Ravens game for 30 straight minutes. Here. It's a fascinating game. Um, it, it's the, the fact that it opens at six and a half. Like I did a whole segment on this on Lions Edge this week. Like ask yourself if Lamar Jackson, in, in an alternate universe where Lamar Jackson is definitely playing quarterback in this game, he's starting, he's good to go. What's the point spread? Because it's not six and a half. Mm-hmm. Three, three and a half, four, I think it's somewhere in that range. The fact that it opens at six and a half, I think to me suggests that that's a Huntley number out of the gate. On top of that, last week, for most of the week, when the Bengals and the Ravens played in week 18 in Cincinnati, most of the week that number was six and a half. So for the Bengals to win by double digits and then the sports books to immediately come back and hang it at six and a half again when they know they're going to get blasted on a huge volume of Bengals tickets, which is exactly what's happened. Last time I checked in our shop at BetMGM, over 90% of the tickets were on the Bengals. Uh, For them to hang that number at six and a half kind of makes me think Ravens. When the Huntley news comes out uh, midweek, like Thursday, whenever that was, that, hey, Lamar Jackson's not going to play in this game. It's probably going to be Huntley. There's a bunch of panic buying for the Bengals that shoots the number up to nine and a half from six and a half. But we already kind of knew that it was going to be Huntley if you thought about what the number meant. So I think there's been a ton of extra value created on the Ravens side of it. It's a little ugly. It's definitely not popular. Uh, but I think just sort of in terms of where the value is and, and betting the best number, I think that's the side I'm really intrigued by, interested in, and have staked out multiple bets on by this point in the week. All right, Chase, I know while we're running out of time here, so I'm curious what you got on the board aside from NFL college basketball-wise. JVT and I are always looking for extra plays, so what are you rocking with today? Loads of college basketball action today. Uh, I I think, Danny, I've talked with both of you guys before uh, about one of my favorite spots in college basketball and college football is to look for unranked favorites that are playing against ranked Mm -hmm. underdogs because you know that people love to bet top 25 teams and top 25 teams, generally speaking, have really bad ATS records because their their numbers are just always inflated. You know you're going to take top 25 action. And so if the books hang the unranked team as the favorite, it's just a spot that I love to bet because of how all the market stuff works out. Uh, NC State minus three and a half. That game's already started, but that's a side I have. 
I got Indiana at four and a half when, when I saw that Tyler Wall was was not going to play. I think that's now five. I would still bet it at five. Uh, Clemson money line. Uh, there was actually some arbitrage potential earlier in the day. Uh, some shops had Clemson plus one and a half. Some had Clemson minus one and a half. I just think they're better than Duke straight up. They're 9-0 at home this year. They haven't lost at home. I think they're better than Duke. And the fact that you can get them uh, at a really great money line price or you can take the point and a half, uh, I think that's a great side. I've got a two-way money line parlay on Florida and Creighton. Both of those are are that unranked favorite scenario I was just talking about. But the numbers were a little too high for me to feel comfortable laying the number. So instead of laying like six points with Creighton, uh, I, I just took the money line. I took the Florida money line. I put them together. That's minus 109. Uh, and another one I like this afternoon is UTSA plus 15 and a half against Charlotte. Charlotte's good. They might even be the best team in that conference. But they have multiple losses to teams ranked under 200 on Ken Palm. They should not be laying 15 and a half in a conference game, even if UTSA is not very good. So I like that uh, to, to get inside the number as well. Hey, uh, Chase, before we get you out of here, real quick, last 60 seconds, where are you at with Gonzaga and where they've been as a, a team? Because they have not been covering any numbers. They're laying a big one to a Portland Pilots team that I think is pretty well coached. Yeah, I mean, my my automatic reaction, not really having done a lot of work on the game, but having done a lot of top 25 work in yeah. general, is bet against Gonzaga in almost every game. Uh, just because the power of the brand has gotten so big over the last four or five years that they just lay monster numbers and this is a good Gonzaga team, but compared to the last few years, it's it's stepped off a bit. And you're still having to lay numbers as if it's a you know favorite Final Four kind of team. So one of the reasons Gonzaga's ATS record is so bad is be, because of that, because they're handicapped so ridiculously. Follow him on Twitter, Chase A. Kitty, Betm Jim Betting Analyst, host of the Lions Edge. Chase, it's always good to talk to you, pal. Thank you very much. Anytime. Thanks, guys. You got it. All right, second hour, live bet Saturday on the way. Also on the way. Tip-off in the NBA? Yes, Heat Bucks. We'll talk about that matchup. I got a little action there. We don't get to see Giannis, but that's fine. We'll come back here on Live That Saturday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.